This is the Force Perspectives podcast, a hopefully bi-weekly show discussing various topics within Jediism and the wider Force community from a personal level. Today's big topic is the Teflon Ego. But before we move into that territory, uh, let me first tell you a bit about the podcast itself. Well, about a few weeks ago, uh, I was actually looking for a podcast on Jediism, Jedi realism, uh, force sensitivity, any of the, whatever you call it, you know, I was looking for something that I could listen to and uh, uh, sort of connect with that. And unfortunately, I was only able to find one podcast. That's the Jedi Realism Radio, hosted by Michael Hannigan. I couldn't quite connect with uh, his particular, I guess you could say his style, um, his views on certain things. And so I kind of felt that that maybe there was a need for an alternative. Um, I'm pretty much a beginner at a lot of this stuff, so uh, (laughs) of course I thought, hey, I'll get out there and I'll present an alternative when I'm just still learning. But, you know, you live, you learn. Uh, So that's kind of how this started. One of the first big things that that really was a problem with me uh, with Jedi Realism Radio um, and uh, Michael Hannigan in particular, and this is not a knock on him, you know, everybody has their own views on what makes a good Jedi, and uh, I personally found uh, he has too much of a, at least in my mind, too much of a hard emphasis on rigorous physical fitness. Now, I understand that it is good to take care of your body. I mean, fitness is a good thing. You know, you want to be fit. The healthier you are, uh, the better you can help other people. You know, it's, it's kind of part of our duty to take care of ourselves so we can help others. But uh, the very, very s- sort of strict sort of way that he go- he's gone about it uh, is kind of turning me off a bit, largely because um, I am legally disabled. I have a multitude of conditions that make it simply impractical, if not downright impossible, to do the things that may be considered physical fitness. The, pro- the problem being that physical fitness, I mean, what are we talking about here? There has to be a baseline for each person because no, no two people are the same. You know, that's one of the big things about Jediism. No two Jedi are the same. And that uh, really comes into play even in the physical aspects. Some people are able to do uh, lightsaber combat training or um, if if they're runners, or even just fast walkers, or, or whatever have you. Um, myself, yes, I'm diabetic, and I need to take care of myself, but I also have other issues that make that really not uh, so practical a matter. 
uh, for me. And so, you know, I did believe that there was an alternative there. I think fitness is a much more malleable term that needs to be defined on each person's uh, sort of baseline level of where they're at, what their particular situation is. So I saw there needed to be an alternative. So I got to thinking about it, and I came up with the name Force Perspectives. Because I'm still pretty new at a lot of this, I thought it would be a good idea to get other perspectives. Bring in guest interviews. I was going to set things up on Skype, and, and up until just probably yesterday, that was what the plan was going to be. Um, I thought it would be great to have multiple perspectives on various issues, including the fitness issue. Um, what What is a Jedi? What do you believe the Force is? What is your view of this or that? And um, I was getting things pulled together. And then things kind of took a bit of a twist. I've been reading, and one of the realizations of, of some of the reading that I've been doing, and I'll, I'll go a bit more into this later on, um, is that I realized that one of the things that was kind of coming through this idea of interviewing other people for the show was a mentality of if I can get this person who is well-known and respected through the community uh, onto my show, that it would actually be a sort of ego validation. And I'm going to be up front with that because that's what we're here to talk about today. That if I got just, you know, Joe or Jane Jedi off the street and got their opinion on things, you know, that would be cool too. But I was, I was finding myself going for people who had more clout, more uh, recognition at first because I thought, well, that would be a good way to get people interested. Um, but it ended up really being a sort of validation thing without me thinking about it. So what started off as being a let's get other people's perspectives uh, sort of way of doing things turned out to be a kind of authority by proxy. People would subscribe to the podcast, my podcast, to hear the views of these people who are supposed authorities. That's, that's problematic. I find that problematic. And so I thought a little bit of a change is in order. So aside from the whole Jedi realism radio Thing. There was also also another reason I wanted to do this podcast, and that was because I basically wanted it to serve as a sort of uh, a self-learning tool that perhaps I could learn more by hearing other people's views and then weighing for myself what I felt was what made sense for me, because it's always interesting to hear other people's views. Part of this, this self-learning uh, tool idea actually grew out of um, my YouTube videos. I've been, I'd been using YouTube to create little uh, video blogs, I guess you call them. And it 
at the time was a sort of self-knowledge slash self-expression kind of thing. The problem with that is, just as with, with the podcast, um, I'm thinking of it right now. Yes, I'm doing this without the guests, and I'm no authority, and I'm not trying to get any authority, but there's still that part of my ego that is saying, wow, I hope this podcast is successful. Then I'll have a successful podcast. I'll be a successful podcaster. Oh, awesome. You know, the ego is still craving success, and that's problematic. So uh, that is... uh, One of the topics, um, well, that is the main topic for today. So a little bit about me, of course. Here I am talking about ego, and I'm going to introduce you to me, which, ah, gotta love it. Um, I'm a beginner, like I said. I had considered myself a Jedi, novice. Um, That's the rank that I hold. I would tell myself that I didn't care about ranks, but actually kind of did. But I'm starting to think about whether, you know, I should even consider myself a Jedi at this point. I consider myself a student of Jediism. And I think that's an important distinction to make because I still think I have a long way to go. But I am a student of Jediism at the Temple of the Jedi Order. Um, or Tote Joe. Um, my name's Crystal, by the way. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Very pleased to make your acquaintance. And uh, I won't give you my username because, quite frankly, I don't want to inflate my ego any more than it already is. But uh, I'm a beginner, and I have much to learn. And I'm going to give you fair warning right up front. I have biases. We all have biases, and especially for someone just starting out. I have a lot of preconceived notions, and and I may be actually a little bit pretentious now and then. I'm still working on it. That's where I'm coming from. I've only been involved in this since probably early May. So uh, that's not to say that I haven't had some spiritual training in the past, but really... Largely, that's irrelevant. It doesn't add to any sort of authority. It just informs who I am, not how I should be viewed. And uh, so that's me. So now that we've got the introductions out of the way, let's get to the main topic of the podcast today. Today's topic is the Teflon Ego. Yes, You've heard of the Teflon president, the Teflon ego. The main reason I I wanted to start on this is because I'm currently reading uh, a work of the late Alan Watts, the book on the taboo against knowing who you are. Um, It is a very, very deep book, and it can be a little bit dry. His writing style isn't for everybody. But there are some very, very fascinating insights to be had. And I'm currently on chapter, I believe it's chapter 5. Yeah, currently on chapter 5. And basically 
the book centers around the idea of the ego illusion. The ego illusion is the sense that we are separate beings in a world of unconnected things and that essentially we are on our own and that that this this idea of the separate ego this ego illusion that we are these individual autonomous things is very damaging to human society as a whole it's a really fantastic book if you can get through uh his writing style um but i do recommend it so why do i call it the teflon ego well, to uh, to borrow common internet vernacular, let's just say that slippery ego is slippery. <laughs> One of the funny things about the ego is that it's a very crafty thing. The ego illusion is incredibly tricky and incredibly clever, and it has all these sort of defense mechanisms. One of the best defense mechanisms it has, especially in the face of people who are attempting to uh, free themselves from the ego illusion, is taking on the cloak that it doesn't exist. It, it disguises itself. We could call it the chameleon of egolessness. <laughs> really quite an acrobatic feat when you think about it. Most people have heard the term holier than thou. I would be surprised if you wouldn't. That would definitely be considered someone who is egotistical, a holier than thou attitude. But the chameleon of egolessness, that slippery ego, has a tendency to go for the less obvious humbler than thou, which when you really, when you think of it, is... <laughs> Quite a magnificent oxymoron, humbler than thou. Oh yes, I'm not only more enlightened than you are, I am not better than you are. And I am so much not better than you are, that I'm better than you are. It's mind-blowing. But your ego does these things whenever it feels threatened. That's quite a problem for, for many people in all sorts of spiritual communities, not just the Force community, and especially newcomers to the Force community. I've obviously been dealing with that myself, or I wouldn't be making this particular podcast. It's, uh, it's insidious in the way that it works. And it requires a sort of vigilant self-awareness. One can think that they're being selfless. Um, I am selfless. I am compassionate. I am one with everything. But really just, they end up, really what they're doing is they're reinforcing their own ego and they don't even realize it. I've been a victim to this. I have been... I have been a perpetrator of this. 
unknowingly. We don't realize we're doing it. And so vigilant self-awareness is very key uh, in sort of overcoming this. And I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. One thing we need to do is that we need to engage in a, a continual examination of our own motives. It's not enough to just do something compassionate or say something that is the right or compassionate thing to say or the wise thing to say. Are we saying that because that is the wise, compassionate thing to say? Or are we saying it because that's what we really think? We need to examine our motives behind everything that we do. Because if your motives aren't grounded in that sense of, of recognizing the interconnectedness of all things, if you're just thinking about, well, this is the egoless thing to say, this is the wise thing to say, then your ego is just pulling Aikido. It's, it's using your momentum against you and fooling you into thinking that you're being wise and you're being egoless when actually all you're doing is feeding it. And I've been guilty of this. Um, I don't think I know of anybody who hasn't been guilty of this at some point or another. So a, a vigilant self-awareness and examination of one's motives. Don't deny your ego. Don't try to destroy your ego. A lot of people, including myself, we get this idea that we have to destroy the ego. Sure, the getting rid of the ego is something that we desire, but we also have to examine why it's something we desire. But you can't even get rid of the ego by trying to get rid of the ego. You deny it, and it's just going to use those little tricks that it's got up its sleeve, that it's learned. It's crafty that way. It's cunning. So what one needs to do is not to deny the ego or pretend to deny the ego, which is what one really is doing when they try to deny the ego. You need to expose the ego. And that requires a great deal of self-honesty. And it needs to be brutal self-honesty sometimes because that's the only way that we can really get through to ourselves. Now, I'm not saying beating yourself up over something. I mean, you know, we still have to care for ourselves or else we can't do anyone else any good. But being able to cut through the garbage that we tell ourselves, the excuses that we make, and be honest with ourselves about what our true intentions and true motives are, is it's a completely 
inextricable part of the process. It, it must be part of the process. Self-honesty is the only way that you're going to get around those ego defense mechanisms. So I can't stress this enough. Another thing one needs to be able to do is one needs to have a clear view of hindsight. And in hindsight, I mean, again, self-honesty. But I don't mean hindsight in the terms where you get bogged down, you get mired in the past. Yes, we've all done things that were selfish and we're not proud of. Um, and we've all done things that have hurt people, even when we thought we were doing the selfless, wise, egoless thing. I myself have been personally guilty of this. I have cut myself off from friends who I saw were uh, people that were undesirable to be around. They were people who maybe had anger control issues, or they were very negative, or they had certain views that weren't compatible with mine. And I thought, here I was being all wise and <laughs> egoless, that I need to, needed to separate myself from the unwise and ego-centered people. And that was one of the most egotistical, pretentious, and just plain out, flat out wrong things that I could have done. But I need to be able to look at that and say, okay, yeah, I, I get that. I Wow, I screwed up, and I understand how that happened, but I can't get bogged down in it. So what I do, what I need to do is I need to, to be honest with myself about the way that my ego has deceived me in the past and is still doing so in the present uh, into thinking that it's no longer in control. And I need to take that knowledge and then focus on the now. It's very much uh, a, a mitigation issue. We have to learn a certain amount of damage control. There's obviously many things in our past that we just can't fix. The past is the past, and dwelling too much in the past will just bring depression, ruin. It's not good for us. It's not good for anybody dwelling too much in the past. But you do want to uh, recognize those things that can help you lead a better life now. So focusing on the now with an eye to a better future is a good thing. And uh, damage control can be a part of that, not in necessarily fixing the things that just simply can't be fixed, but in at least trying to be open again. They say the pin is mightier than the sword. I'm of the mind to think that the one thing mightier than that is the olive branch. One has to be accepting that one may extend an olive branch to people that one has hurt, but know that 
it just may not happen. You know, they, they may just need to move on and you need to be okay with that. Because if you're not, then that's the ego feeling indignant, you know. And so the basic idea is to just put a sign over your heart. Open door policy. Have an open heart policy. Allow people into your lives again that maybe you've cut off or you've hurt or whatever. Let them know or or just let it be known that that you know that you've made mistakes that you don't necessarily expect everything to be the way they've been. And if they come back, they come back. If if not, you have to be okay with that. And you'll be better off for it uh, because if, you know, like I said, if you get indignant, that's just the ego saying, ah, but what about me? What about my needs? So open heart policy is definitely a good thing in hindsight and uh, moving towards the future. So, just to sum things up, remember, always check your ego, even when you think you've got it under control, it could have you under control. Be aware of self-deceit, that's a big thing, big problem, ego self-defense mechanisms. Uh, Check out Alan Watts, the book on the taboo against knowing who you are, it's a fantastic book. Even with his dry writing style, as difficult as it can be, uh, it has a great many truths, and I'm only just a little over halfway through it. So that that should tell you something. If you're ready and willing to learn what there is to learn in there, it can be magnificent. And basically, that's pretty much it for this episode of the podcast. I'd like to let my ego step in here (laughs) and ask that uh, you rate the show on iTunes and uh, subscribe. The show will be hopefully bi-weekly if there are any changes in that. uh, You know, life does happen. You can find out about the show and uh, get up-to-date information at the website forceperspectives.info it's one word forceperspectives.info I didn't use a .com because it's not a commercial venture it's all about information and uh, I hope you enjoyed it everyone out there keep your egos in check I gotta try and work on keeping mine and uh, may the force be with you always always